Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. It is 101 ESPN. And we head now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line as the Cardinals and Royals get ready for the second of a three-game series tonight. We welcome... The manager of the Royals, the former Cardinal skipper and player and friend, Mike Matheny, to 101 ESPN. Michael, it is great to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? Doing great, Randy. How about you? Everything is is good. I'm I'm a morning guy now. I know you've always <laughs> been a morning guy and you've handled it well, but I, I'm handling it surprisingly well. You know what? Um, yeah, I, I, I love the, the mornings, and uh, especially here in the Midwest. Uh, just uh, get, get the day going early and... Um, Hopefully you can sleep well after a good night, and I can't say we had one of those last night from the Kansas City Royals side, but uh, slept pretty good anyhow, ready to get after it again today. Mike, you took over a veteran team and always seemed to have a pretty substantial veteran presence with Yachty and, and Wayno, and for a time you had Beltran and, and Berkman and Holiday. This is a much younger team than you've ever managed before. How is that different? I, I've, I've loved it, Randy. Um, been able to teach. Uh, got a, a hungry group. I, I don't know if you could walk into a better um, situation, maybe than, than what I did, and that may surprise some people because you know this team's lost a hundred games for two seasons in a row. But you know, it, it, it was a it, it, it is a talented group that was at that point of realizing, you know, what we are way better than this, and also at that frustration level of. This can't be what's acceptable. And that's coming from ownership. That's coming from uh, our general manager, Dayton Moore, and especially from the players. So the, the conversations that happened from day one were, all right, what do we got to do to get better? What do we got to do to be relevant and get that winning culture? There's a really good culture already in place as far as organizational culture. But the next step is how do we get that clubhouse culture believing in the, each other, believing in themselves to where that's translated into wins. And uh, our guys have, have really bought in. I mean, from the day one of spring training, it was, let, let, all right, if we're serious, let's get after it. we got some things we really got to work on. And not once have they budged or, or fought back. And it's just been, okay, what else we need to do? And that's a, that's a dream. When you have talented players, if you're a coach, if you have talented players, that are that are really driven and uh, want to see that next level. That's exactly where you want to be. And I'm sure, Mike, that sense of urgency that you described within your team is helpful, especially in a short season, a 60 game season like this. But what's been the uh, the thing maybe that you've had to adjust the most as you approach a shorter season like this? Yeah, I think everybody's just taking what they believe is normal and throwing it completely out the door. And, and every day when you show up, realizing that what you've grown accustomed to is what might look like major league baseball. It's not going to be the same. And so it's, it's kind of uh, trying to take that and, and realize that let's just try and make this an advantage for us somehow, because there are going to be teams that sneak in there. And it, it's amazing as few wins as we 
have right now on, in the wind column, uh, we're still right in the middle of this. And you got an opportunity that if you if you stay the course and then you, you uh, avoid the distractions. So, so much of what we do is avoiding the distractions, keeping our players in, in, in check and keeping them in place to where uh, they don't let the little things get in the way of, of the big things. And, and uh, there's an opportunity for that every single day, almost every moment of every day, if you allow yourself to kind of go down that road. And, and then obviously the distractions of what you know the Cardinals have gone through here. We went through it early on in our summer camp with – with, uh, with the COVID and trying to fight back from not having a third of our team, basically, when we started even the season where guys weren't completely healthy. And so there's all these different things that keep popping up, uh, new protocol every single time we go on the road, something else the guys can't do. Um, and, you know, we're talking 20-somethings that have an active social life and how can we keep them living life but uh, protecting themselves and protecting the game because that's really what we are right now is torchbearers for the game of baseball to try and figure out how to keep this thing going for the good of our fans and for the good of the game. Mike Matheny is with us on 101 ESPN. And Mike, I know from a, a micro view how reflective you are on a game-to-game basis after every game, win or loss. But I want to take a look at the macro view. After your time in St. Louis ended, when you reflected and decided to, to change, what were the biggest things that you wanted to take into your next managerial job that maybe you you didn't have here? Well, I, I, I think, Randy, uh, I don't think I know, um, you know, that process was happening from day one. And from day one, being able to, to be blessed with the opportunity to manage uh, here in St. Louis, um, day two, I knew there were things I needed to do different day one. And, and, I, and it was a, a constant evolution. And so if there was this major overhaul thing that I had to do after my, my time here, then that means I wasn't making a lot of those incremental changes along the way. But what I really wanted to do was take a little time, uh, breathe, and uh, catch my catch my wind a little, because uh, you know that that's uh, that's always a, a tough adjustment. And people who've been through that major job change understand that, like, okay, wow, what just happened? What what uh, what do I got to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? And and then trusting some people, and then uh, having a, a great network of support. Of all right, here are some of the things that uh, that, that we consistently made here that uh, need to be worked on and let's start looking at those and then tackling them see which ones have some real teeth to them um, and then put a plan together whether they're perceived or it's reality let's talk these through figure out if there's some gaps and some holes I always like using the term blind spots what are my blind spots and, and obviously if it weren't a blind spot uh, you, you would know about it but have some people that I trust help me figure out how I can be better and, and then once again get back to the why and the why is um, to, to, to be as good as I can be to help these players be as good as they can be and then help create that atmosphere and that winning tradition um, and then make the difference in people's lives and so Randy, that's a, a long answer because it was a long process and uh, trying to continue to do that each day. I don't want to wait six years and then make some overhaul. And, and that really wasn't the plan before either. I just want to try and head things off of the past before uh, before we, we lose an opportunity to do something really special. I do think it's interesting. Before the last couple of years, Davey Martinez wins the World Series last year, Alex Cora the year before that. But we had a stretch of about 30 years where the only first-time managers with their teams to win the World Series were Ozzie Guillen and Mike Sosha. So there must be something about learning the first time to be better the second time. 
Yeah, I think there's there's definitely something about that. And um, once again, I think having that time to maybe step away, uh, never something that you asked for, but uh, grateful for it when you realize, you know, I had a, a great time to reflect and and uh, and also invest into myself, invest into the people I care most about. But, um, okay, here, here's some things that I know if I get this opportunity again. And I think you also have that urgency of, man, it, it, and Randy, it took me about two days to realize just how much I love managing. And it was hard to, to really explain it to people of, of the why. Uh, just It just seemed like what I was supposed to be doing and, and knew that if I ever got the opportunity to do it again, um, to make sure I'm doing a couple things. And one is – um, savoring the wins as much as I, I, I suffer the losses. And uh, that, that's something that, especially on teams that aren't throwing up a ton of wins, uh, you, you make sure that that happens, not just in my own life, but that, that's reflected also in through the players. But, um, you know, just taking the, the urgency of how much of a gift it is each day we get to be able to be out on that field and, and making the most of it once again, not just for wins and losses, but trying to impact people for good. Mike, speaking of that, one of the features that Randy and I do on the show every Friday is called The Peak and the Pit, where we look at the highs and the lows of the week. And like any experience, I'm sure your chapter managing the Cardinals had highs and lows. So as you reflect back, is there one moment that you will always look at as the highest of highs and one that is a low that you might want back? Well, I'd say the, the highest of highs is, is uh, winning a pennant and, and almost in the same breath, uh, losing a World Series. But uh, helping this team um, continue to go on. And, and, and I would say even early on, um, the highs were, were being able to, to, to be honored with the opportunity to walk in and manage this team right after winning um, the World Series in 2011 and realizing what a special group of guys and what they were able to accomplish in 11 uh, to be able to jump into that seat and, and then try to continue to help that move forward and, um, and, and let them experience what they had been accustomed to, which is winning, and uh, to be able to kind of keep that moving forward. But, you know, every loss, uh, but especially those ones in the postseason when you get so close and you have a team that wins 100 games, um, and then you're not able to finish that off. Same thing kind of goes from my playing career. Highlight playing in the World Series. Low light would have been getting swept by the Boston Red Sox in 04. I mean, it's the the agony of, of defeat. Unfortunately, in this game, just seems to always trump all the the successes that you do have. A couple more quick things for Mike Matheny, the manager of the Royals. Mike, I read the story about how you. Uh, in, initiated yourself and ingrained yourself in analytics and you played for Tony La Russa, who always said men not machines and I know you believe in that you, you're all about the the human condition in a clubhouse but what did that teach you as you try to meld analytics with the human aspect of the game when you took that course yeah, it, was, it was really just trying to make connections um, made some uh, some really good met some really good people who are inside the game that do this for a living I one that I asked I asked one of them who's actually the teacher of the course as we made a relationship like, Hey, break me down. I had, I've had this done internally from the organization, but from an outsider's view, break me down analytically as far as decision-making, as far as uh, just how the game is evaluating managers. I think that was only fair to ask. And so we spent some time going through that and then it was, all right, what's next as the game's moving forward, what's on the horizon, what's, What's going to be out there that we can do differently? And so taking that perspective was, was one of those things as we were going through, you know, what are some of the, the blind spots? Um, how, how, can, how can I go about it if I do get this opportunity or if I have an opportunity to influence an organization as an advisor? 
Uh, how can I use some of the information and the data and these brilliant people that are involved in the game? Uh, how can we use that as a, as a competitive advantage? You know, that com- combined with just, just leadership. So I jumped into trying to figure out how to uh, push myself in, uh, you know, a master's course in organizational leadership. And the other thing was trying to make sure that uh, I'm, I'm making the most of the opportunities with our media. And so I had a, a consultant come in and figure out, I right, hear some of the things, let's go through kind of the, the, the course of my career as a manager, how that was interpreted through the media eyes, and how can we uh, work in a way that, that this, once again, promotes the game positively, not just uh, for our fan base, but also how can it uh, be used to, to help our players along this road, too, and the things that are asked of them. So, I mean, there's just uh, such a long list, I think, with what each of us does to figure out ways to get better, and the analytics is just part of that, part of that puzzle. That's great information for us to have, Mike, about you. Uh, but I got to say, so you're paying for an analytics course and you're asking them, okay, how do they look at managers? Did they say, oh, you're good, Mike. You're, everything's great. <laughs> no, they, they brought me more information. You got to careful, be careful what you ask for sometimes, Randy. But uh, no, just breaking everything down and, and, and taking, you know, I would always consider myself the, uh, an old school manager. I just think there's things that uh, that have been passed down through time, things that I've been taught watching a Tony LaRusso, watching a Felipe Alou and a Phil Garner, and watching some of these other managers that, uh, from across the, the, the field, too. And here are some of the things they're doing. Is there is there some reason? Is there some data that supports this? Or And, and it really is. What What's next? Because I think if you get stuck, you're going to be a fossil in this game if you're not willing to be forward-thinking and not being able to take some of the information. The data is what it is. How we interpret it, how we explain it, how we then pass it on to the players is, is truly the skill of it. Um, but how can we get enough of the relevant information to make sure that we're not going to be catching up, that, that we're at the forefront of what the next thing is? Mike, one of the things we wanted to ask you about was Trevor Rosenthal. He seems to be looking great back to form. But what was it about him when you saw him initially uh, throwing that made you go to Dayton Moore to say, hey, we need to take a chance on this guy? I watched him last year, and I, I care about all these guys, and uh, the number of them still wearing, still wearing uh, Cardinal Red. And you, you, you develop those relationships because you're part of their story, I'm, uh, and they're part of mine, and, and uh, you just don't leave that, right? And so you, you watch these guys close, and Trevor's one who you know, had a, a huge impact for us while here in St. Louis and stayed in contact with, with he and Lindsay and their family and um, just – you suffer with them when when they're when they're struggling, and uh, you could just watch that there were some things that he was doing that that was getting him off track, and not that there was this major mechanical change that all you had to do is snap your fingers, but what you could see was this is a guy who just came off of injury, and I know Trevor. Everybody who's been around Trevor knows this guy's a workhorse. And when he went into rehab, he just went to get strong and to, to prove everybody that he could come back. And he did. He came back healthy. But there's a, a, there's a difference between healthy and then fine-tuned. And Trevor just wasn't fine-tuned. The velocity was there. Um, but mechanically, you could tell that his focus had been get healthy, get healthy, get healthy, instead of making quality pitches. And that's, that's part of the process. It, it evolves and it takes a little time. And so my encouragement to Dayton was, hey, I, I think this guy's still got it because the stuff's there. And I think it, it's just going to take a little time for him to get sharp again. And he came into his first bullpen um, in Surprise, Arizona, where we have spring training. And all I did was kind of watch him. And I saw the range of motion that was back. He, he, he changed the way that he trained to make sure that muscularly he can get bound up at some times. But he was fluid and he was smooth and he was reaching out. I didn't even 
watch how the ball was flying. All I wanted to see was, was his mechanics and it looked just nice and under control. And I went over and talked to our guys and they said, yeah, we had him at 97. And that's first day of spring training. And I'm thinking, okay, we've got something that's going to be fun here. So it's one of those great stories in the game of baseball um, in, in general, even if you don't know the people, but it, it makes it even that much greater when you do know them and, and you know they're overcoming and, and taking advantage of a great opportunity. Last thing for Mike Matheny, you mentioned you, you love your players and the guys even that wear Cardinal Red. You were a mentor, Mike, to Yadier Molina when he came up working with him before 2004 and then obviously mentored him into being what he has become and then you were his manager how's your relationship now with yadi have you had much communication with him since you left the cardinals you know i i do stay uh stay away from guys too because they got a, a job to do but uh yeah, there are a, a number of the guys that I, I do every once in a while whether it's you know birthdays or anniversaries we'll, we'll stay in touch but you know i know that uh the guy that just kind of hangs on and always in their space and, and won't let them kind of move on. I, I never wanted to be that guy either. So um, I reach out to, to all of them, including Yachty from time to time, um, but I let them uh, move on with life, but I always make sure they know that I'm available if, if they would need anything. But, you know, Randy, I, I've said this a million times. And I'll say it a million and one. Um, I, I was given way too much credit for the development of Yadier Molina. Yadi had a significant input into his life uh, as a catcher and as a baseball player before we ever crossed paths. I was fortunate to spend a little time with him as he came up as a rookie. Um, and then obviously to spend time with him uh, as, as his manager, but in both regards, he was already ready and he uh, has, has had a great career and it's been impressive to watch what he's been able to do and continue to do at the level he does. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's a special player that I know this this community and, and uh, the, the fan base of St. Louis realizes how special it is to witness uh, the, the progression and the things that Yachty does on a consistent basis. Well, Mike, you and I have known each other for more than 20 years now. You've always been kind to me, and uh, you, you were so generous with your time this morning. We wish you the best of luck with the Royals. Go get them, well, not for the next two days, <laughs> but then after that, and uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. All right, and take care. Good talking to you guys. Thank you, Mike. That's the manager of the Kansas City Royals, Mike Matheny on 101 ESPN. Yeah, I had to couch that. Go get him, just not for a few days. <laughs> exactly. Great to have Mike, and we appreciate him taking some time with us. We head towards Scoops with Danny Mack coming up next on 101 ESPN.